This is Lindsay Swoboda, and you're listening to the Choosing Brave podcast. Dreams change. What happens next? May these stories and honest conversations shed light on times where we feel uncertain and explore what it means to show up to our lives and choose brave. Hello, everybody. This is Lindsay Swoboda, your host of the Choosing Brave podcast, and we are here for episode 12, which is actually going to be the season finale of this season. Um, If you're hearing my voice right now that's kind of low and crackly, it is 6.30 in the morning, which is my create time right now with new baby here. He's almost six months old though, guys, so I don't know if I can call him a new baby anymore. And it being only, let's see, it's December 29th. So 29, 30, 31, it's three days until the new year begins. If I didn't sit down and do this now, I don't know if it would have ever happened, which we're going to get into today on just unmet expectations this year. Maybe you've got some disappointment. I think we all have some grief we're carrying around. I'm not going to deep dive into anything today, but I listened to the first season finale I recorded back on July 1st, 2020. And it was very informative. It was before we had our son. I recorded it thinking I was going to be super productive in those last few weeks of pregnancy because my husband and I recorded one. I was going to release that one. I was going to do all these things. And then I feel like I recorded that episode and was like, womp, womp. I just couldn't do any more. My parents arrived. I didn't even get the episode out because I think the thought of even having to edit it was going to be really challenging. So I didn't do it. And now I'm really glad that I didn't release it because it means I get to come back with a fresh perspective today and share with you guys what's on my heart. This will be sort of one of those Lindsay by herself rambling episodes. Um, I'll try to keep it short. I also am watching my clock here because I know baby will be up and then I'll need to put on my mom hat for the day. So let's kind of give you a rundown of what I want to talk about today. I have a long little sheet of notes over here that I would like to go over Maslow's hierarchy of needs with you guys. I want to talk about comparative suffering. I want to talk about what does a healthy day look like. And I really want to focus on the mission of this podcast, which is dreams change what happens next. I think all of our dreams, well, let's start there. I think all of our dreams changed last year. There were so many things we might've wanted to do that we've had to let go of. There are so many things going forward that I've talked to a lot of my friends about this, that 2021 is right around the corner. And I, I still have that like surge of, Oh, it's a new year. What are we going to get to do differently? And some days I feel very hopeful and there are other days where I look at what's still going on in the world and everything feels very heavy and like it will never change and blah. So where do we go from there? And here is where I'm trying to focus on where I'm going to go. So Maslow's hierarchy. If you guys have never seen this, and P.S., I'm just going to throw this out there before I get way deep in this. 
I again I explained like my voice is crazy low because it's morning time you're gonna hear me clicking around over here on the mouse you're gonna hear me drinking some drinks from my water and my coffee cup that are sitting next to me you're gonna hear me shuffling papers and I'm not gonna cut that out guys because one of my steps to moving forward next year is trying to release some of my perfectionist expectations of myself I have a lot of those we could get into it today we're not going to completely but just so you know I don't think I'm going to get anything else done creatively if I can't figure out how to start shifting my mindset on doing the work and having being productive and going after dreams without it all figured out so there's a big want for me to be super tidy and be really like give you guys the best product I can ever release and it means that I never release anything so these are the things I'm going to give myself permission to do moving forward with creativity next year I think there needs to be probably a whole episode on like what I hope for the year putting it out there and then we'll just see what happens as we adjust and move along okay let's get back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs you're going to hear me clickety click so What I like about Maslow's hierarchy is we've applied it a lot to our military life. It is a pyramid that represents what we need in our lives to then move up through these phases so that we can get to the part where we set goals and have further ambitions. And this one always helps me because when I can't take that next step, sometimes I think I'm just being lazy and that's not it guys a lot of times your or my i'll speak from my perspective my ability to do that next right thing term is determined off of are my other needs met so on the pyramid your needs look like this your physiological needs air water food shelter sleep clothing that is your base do you have those covered okay if you do you get to move up into your safety needs your personal security, your employment, your resources, your health, your property. Is that covered? Great. You get to go up to pyramid level three, which is love and belonging, working on friendship, intimacy, family, a sense of connection. The fourth tier is esteem, your respect, your self-esteem, your status. Are you being recognized? Are you, you know, what is your strength like and your freedom? And then the final top tier is self-actualization the very tippy top your desire to become the most that you can be and a lot of times I'm always working for self-actualization before I have those other needs met so I'm very lucky this year where I feel like very fortunate that my physiological needs are met but when I think about the world as a whole and how COVID-19 has affected a lot of different people their physiological needs might have been wiped out so might have been their safety needs Um, and whether your jobs were challenged or not we I think as a collective were challenged with our safety needs what is safe what you know all of our decisions are a million layers right now I mean even us she doesn't know this even happened but my daughter was invited to a birthday party the mom was really awesome with me because we have family coming in and instead of me just being like oh you know we have the day free like that used to be my determining factor like 
are we free that day? Okay, great. We're coming to the birthday party. This time I had to say, oh, you know, the birthday party was right after Christmas. What are you guys doing for Christmas? Are you meeting with people? Are you going to be in a church with a lot of people? Are you wearing masks with when you're with people? Right, right. It was a whole like choo-choo train tracks worth of questions that I had to ask, which she was fine with. And then we eventually decided because we have family coming in and we want to be respectful of their needs that we had to give a no. Um, and that is just like what's going on lately? I don't know if you guys can relate to that or not. Everybody's in a different stage and phase and mentally how they feel about this pandemic. So let's not go down that whole road. But for us personally, we made the choice of no. But that choice of no isn't what it used to be. It now had a million layers and questions and thoughts behind it. And I think if you're trying to work on your big dreams and your big goals for next year, It's really hard to do that when you might still be stuck in that place of, do I have my basic needs met and do I feel safe? And then also if you're on tier three, love and belonging, if you're still missing people this year and your community doesn't look the same, I mean, we feel like that right now that we moved here, there are some really good people here that I have met, but we haven't been, I don't have anything that feels super consistent that we do per, per week with other people. Um, so that's still something that's missing from my life, which then makes me question like, well, is that the reason that I have a hard time working on that esteem and self-actualization part of the pyramid? Probably. Now I do believe because of our situation with being military that I have been able to sometimes flip flop around in those things, but it doesn't ever mean that you maybe are like completely being able to focus and really get somewhere on your on your goals and your ambitions and your hopes and your dreams because those other needs haven't been met okay so that was a big chunk of knowledge that maybe you guys knew about maybe you didn't even if you have heard about it before i think it's worth visiting at the end of this year and saying where am i at on this before i start making all these wonderful plans and dreams for the new year it doesn't mean you can't make those but i do think We need to be wise about where we really are, which also brings me to wanting to share a little bit. I told you I wanted to talk about comparative suffering, and then we're going to get into where we're going next. So comparative suffering, Brene Brown has an excellent, excellent episode on this with her podcast, Unlucking, Unlucking, On still saying it wrong guys but I told you I'm not going to edit a bunch of stuff (laughs) on her podcast unlocking us it's podcast episode number four I'm going to read you the quote she says about comparative suffering and then I want to read you a little essay that I wrote recently and hash this out so this is Brene Brown's words love is the last thing we need to ration right now Comparative suffering is dangerous. Empathy is not finite. When we practice empathy, we create more empathy. The exhausted ER doctor doesn't benefit more if you reserve your empathy only for her and ignore your feelings or withhold empathy from someone lower on the suffering scale. Hurt is hurt, and every time we honor our own struggle and the struggles of others by responding with empathy, the healing that results affects all of us. The reason I love 
thinking about comparative suffering this year is because I think there's, um, for me, temptation to say, well, things for us during this time period have been fairly simple. Like my husband was able to keep his job security. We ended up having the baby. It was weird uh, to have a baby in a pandemic, but we did it. He's here. He's safe. We, you know, besides kind of buckling down and being in our own little family, I haven't been affected that much. Um, And not affected that much means we've had still a sense of security with our jobs and our home. But that's comparative suffering, right? It's good to notice what we have been able to hold on to. But I think it's also good to say, yeah, last year was still a struggle for us in many ways. Um, And knowing that my empathy can extend to those that have had it worse than me and still have an ear and an eye out for those who have quote unquote maybe had a better ride than me I mean what does it matter like your story is your story and you can work with what you have like that's what you have to work with so with that being said I wanted to share kind of this reflection I shared with you guys on the let's catch up that I was working on the prompts from uh exhale creativity and Callie Fayan's 30 days of grateful prompts. And while November is over, I've just continued to work through them because they've brought me a lot of joy to work on these prompts and really look at my world lately through that lens of gratitude instead of comparing, despairing, wondering if it's the right thing to feel. I think you just have to feel your feelings. So here is the essay I want to share with you guys that kind of sums up this year for me because I've been feeling pretty guilty about having these feelings but then I think when we share them when we're ready to share them a lot of people can end up relating to it and saying yeah like this year was weird and hard anyway let me read this to you so you can kind of get an idea of what I'm saying this was on the prompt something not in the plan okay he left twice this year only twice. It was supposed to be much more. In our 12 years of marriage, 2020 will mark the time when I got to see Ryan day after day. I saw him playing with our daughter. He is the endless spirit of fun. He comforted me as I expanded over months and healed for many more. He has held his son now more than he ever got to hold our infant daughter. We are everything I hoped we would be in our marriage because time, after all, can heal so many wounds. Time, I don't take you for granted. It's hard to share this because we know friends that endured prolonged deployments and or hardship beyond reason. But while the world is groaning for the year to end, I look back and see a window of time where his boots rested by the door and his head was on his pillow each night. I see a glimmer of life after military service and I am starting to ache for it. So I wanted to share those thoughts with you guys today on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, comparative suffering, maybe go listen to that episode of Brene Brown's podcast, maybe pull up that pyramid for yourself and say, where am I really on this? And how do we get to next year with the same hope and intensity and vigor that maybe we normally greet the new year with? And I think the answer for me is I don't think I'm going to be entering this year in the same way that I've entered the other years. And I'm going to work on being okay with that 
which means just accepting where I'm at. Um, and that doesn't mean I've done it yet. And I definitely don't have that mastered, but it's something I am going to work on. One of the best things I have worked on as this year comes to a close is writing my 2020 good list. And I think it's easy to start saying, oh, 2020, let's do that again. Oh, 2020, let's, no, oh, that's a dumpster fire. And okay, that's true. It was a rough year, but uh, my son was born this year and I don't want to move forward in his history of life with, oh, that was the worst year ever. Um, for sure, it was challenging and horrible in a lot of different ways, but I wanted to challenge myself to find what were those wonderful little things that did happen? What can I notice about my life um, from last year that were, were lovely and worth remembering? So I would challenge you guys when this is over to, or even pause right now and grab a piece of paper and write your good list. So let me share some of my good list things with you. And this is just what I've written so far. I think I'm going to continue to add to it over and over again as we go along. So um, here's my list. Seeing all of our things again after three fourths of fourths of it was in storage for three years and that has been really cool to like even Christmas this year felt so fun because we had stored pretty much all of our ornaments which our ornaments I'm sure just like yours if you decorate a tree they are memories they are places we've been they are duty stations we've enjoyed they are trips we've been on all wrapped up into those memories so when I was placing them on the tree it just gave me that warm Christmassy feeling to see them all again. Um, making new friends. I and then I wrote down all the people that I have made friends with here in Virginia. Even despite the pandemic, I joined Mops and I got to go to a few Mops, which is Mothers of Preschoolers Mops meetings before everything shut down, and then that has carried over to we have met online, and some of those mommies have become just dear friends of ours that right now we are going on hikes and things with because a lot of them are homeschoolers too, like us. So I, there was a point in this pandemic where I've been saying like, I haven't made any friends, we don't have a community here, and it's true, like we're not getting together with people the same way we did pre-pandemic yet and we are homeschooling instead of going to a traditional school this year but I have to stop telling myself the narrative that like I have no friends here because I have made some and those relationships any relationship takes time and trust and time together to make them work so they may not be as deep as I have formed more quickly in the past at different stations, but the potential is still there and we're starting to be able to spread those uh, wings of connection and really make them. So that is part of my good list. Saying yes to therapy, not just when I was at a melting point, but all year long. I am really proud of myself for this. I made an appointment pretty much once every month or twice every month to talk with a counselor and get the help I needed mentally to get through this year. And I know that that has had amazing benefits for myself and my family because talking to an outside source for me helps to bring my best self to the table for this family. And that doesn't mean that I'm I'm 0% perfect with everybody that lives in this house, but it did give me a way to talk things out and someone to validate where I'm at and also give me some tools to move forward. Okay, we also did the butterfly growing and releasing this year. That was so fun. Like when 
everything first shut down we ordered the butterfly kit we had painted ladies this year and watching them like eat their little nibbles and go into their cocoons and then let them go i process it felt like this giant metaphor that i'm sure i could delve into but i don't want to get too far down that hole today about just caring for something and watching something change while we were all stuck inside was very refreshing and the magic of them like spreading their wings and opening that a little netted box for them and watching them fly across our backyard and my daughter's joy and seeing that was very cool okay the marine corps ball at home i explained that in the last episode that we had our own little ball here my daughter motivated us to do it and it was a beautiful 40 minutes of our lives for us and so fun to see my husband put on his uniform and so nice for us all to dress up and just remember that life can persevere and we can get creative because I don't know about you, but with all the celebrations that have had to sort of be on pause or look different, I think my creativity was getting maxed out. And that night reminded me like why we should put in effort. Okay. Other things on the good list, finding writing again. I, this deserves a longer episode because I think if you're struggling with projects or the things you want to do for yourself, I feel like I've struggled with that for the past year and a half almost. And I'm happy to say that after the wait, the urge to do things again has come back and the want to find words and have bigger dreams all of those things have returned in time I think we just can be really impatient and we want those things to stay steady for us and mine definitely wasn't for months and months and months but now I found it again I'm loving it and it's bringing me joy all over again a great birth and watching Ryan with the baby Myrtle Beach we were able to say yes to that trip with my parents hikes that one has an exclamation point by it because it's just been so great we live very close to a park here and I can drive like five minutes down the road and be in the woods which just feels amazing to me and all of us have been filled up by that and this is the first time living in Virginia that in 10 years yeah in 10 years or more We've lived in a place that have seasons because we were in California, Korea had seasons. Then where were we? Then we were in Hawaii and Morocco and Ecuador, which all of those places stayed very temperate year round. So to be in a place that like we've changed out our clothing and we've walked through the woods and seen like the summer and the spring and the fall and now winter and the trees are bare. I, that beauty is just, I just love experiencing it this year. Okay, other things on the good list. The Green Ember series. I listened to that whole series with my daughter and we just loved it. That again should be saved for another day on just how much I love The Green Ember. If you guys haven't done it yet, it is amazing and the audiobook is so good. And I think I would add to this, I didn't write it down, but adding audiobooks to our life in general has been such a balm to my spirit this year because with baby I don't have as much time to sit down and read to my child uh, at the length that I have in the past so putting a book on that we're both still enjoying the story and the baby's playing on the floor and we're all just sort of sitting around listening is is magic to me um, which leads into really homeschooling and really loving it I've learned a lot about homeschooling this year 
I will record an episode about that. I kind of promised you guys that I was going to do that this year, but time is weird this year. Uh, Again, I recorded that last episode, the Let's Catch Up in November, and I was like, I'm going to release this one. I'm homeschooling. I'm going to release this one that Ryan and I did. And here I am being like, here's episode 12. It's the finale. Bye. Um, I feel like that's what we got to do, though. We just got to keep rolling with this year and what works for us. Um, Having hard conversations. That's on my good list. Circling again and again to hope we took a james a trip to jamestown and i was reminded how awesome it is that if you're active duty military you can get that national parks pass for free and if you have a child they have a free junior ranger program where you pick up this little packet when you empty the enter the park and you make your way through and you answer it and when you get back you get to pick up this beautiful badge that your child takes home with them and our daughter really loved that and it got me very motivated to remember before this station we have been overseas for nine years remembering there's so much good here to do in America and that I really want to take advantage while we're here when things start to open again for us to like hit the road get in the car go do those extras that are life-giving for us because the traveler within me loves to see and do things and reminding myself we can go do those things they're just in a different capacity right now with the baby and with you know places still um on varying degrees of open because of covid but we can do we can do things okay the ease of grocery shopping i say that because i haven't actually done grocery pickup or grocery drop off but my husband's been home way more than he ever has been and for me that means i've gone by myself a lot and i've really enjoyed that um so that's been lovely for me and i have if you haven't seen this on instagram i have a great love of aldi now um I just love that place and I feel like the smallness of it we're actually going to try to challenge ourselves to do probably I would say 95 to 98 percent of our shopping there next year okay Ryan being home being able to drive to nice parks some of these seem repeated but that's okay I was just jotting them down quickly my time with God and his work on my heart the safety of a job a house good food let's see what else made my good list let's see if I did any more in here guys that was a couple days ago and I thought that I added some more things but it might have been before that give me just a second oh yes the last two things are we've loved our van we bought a Honda Odyssey last year when we came back to the states and I have zero regrets on getting the van because with all the hiking and trails we've done we uh, have kept the back clear and with blankets and pillows and things back there so a lot of times when we pull up we have a little picnic back there and I have just loved doing that or there's been a few times where I've gotten out with just my daughter and taken her on a date we've gone and picked up food parked the van eaten it in the back of the van together and I have just really loved that van it's everything I hoped it would be as a new family of four Um, and then finally of course I wrote my son my son my son and just all the time of him being here and getting through that hard time of wondering if he was going to get here. He's here. He's wonderful. I would say I feel kind of sad that he is not being shared with the world as much as our daughter has been. You know, it's pretty much just like him at home with us, but he has the best smiles. He has the best laugh. And watching my son and my daughter be friends is the gift 
of 2020 that I didn't know. Like when you have your first baby, everyone tells you about how tired you'll be and like how hard it is and all of those things are so true, but they can't tell you how much love you're going to experience. And I would say with the second one, I was kind of gritting my teeth, like preparing for how tired I'd be and how hard it was going to be because I already knew because I'd gone through it. But what I couldn't prepare for this time was how magical it would be to watch like the sibling relationship develop. Like no one could explain that to me and watching it for the first time, it makes my heart so full to see the two of them together every day. Because honestly, guys, like my son loves us but he loves his sister and they already have this bond that as a parent watching it you're like wow this is incredible and I'm glad that you two have each other all right so I said at the beginning of this let's wrap this up here there's a million other things I could talk about today but I want to finish this strong and then set some goals for the new year for myself while I take I think I'm going to take all of January off of social media because I just feel like this year is begging for a really big reflection time and some shutdown time and one of the things I did was we took from November off of school not November right before Thanksgiving I took Thanksgiving off until this week is just when we just started back to school for my daughter with homeschool and I could do that because we homeschool year-round so when everybody else was out this summer we were still going and I think that was one of my best choices we did something called Christmas school which I had highlighted in my Instagram reel but basically we followed the gather around Christmas um program and which you can find on i think it's gatherround.com but we followed her christmas school along with i'm a read aloud revival premium member and we followed the joy to the world book with tommy de paula as well as stregonona's gift and we spent the month reading i had her do very basic like read me three little books here's five math problems that's what we did for the month and it was so relaxing and rejuvenating for all of us to just shut things down now as we pick it back up again I also need January to catch up as a homeschool mom and get everything those cogs moving again in our family machine but I did say I wanted to talk about you know the theme of this podcast is dreams change what happens next and I'm feeling a lot of tugs in my heart looking forward at 2021 and even a little bit I know that seems strange but at 2022 because it has been three years since we were able to stay in one place when we left Hawaii we moved to Morocco we were only there for 15 months we packed up we moved to Ecuador we were only there for 18 months we picked up we moved here so this is the first time in three years that I will be at a duty station for three years and I'm starting to look up and go wow I don't have to move like what do I want to do with that time um, so I'm going to spend the next month reflecting on that setting my best intentions and also realizing that because from the period of September 2019 with the blood clot and the moving and the riots and the man the pandemic um, I feel like I'm just being able to stick my head up from the sand and I'm just being able to kind of come back to myself after what feels like 18 months of getting through it. So I owe that time to myself. And if you're feeling like that too, you owe yourself some time. 
to slow down what you can. And we don't have to keep plugging away. Um, We really can take some time to figure things out. All right, there is a husband and a baby coming down the stairs right now. I hope he goos for you guys. He's so cute. Um, But with that, I know that some of my dreams have changed. And I know that a healthy day for me, I'm still striving to figure out what that looks like and I know that I have some things I need to change in my own routine oh my gosh this little baby is so cute you look at me um I know I have some things to change and I'm gonna get back with you guys on what that looks like for me in next year but that is saying that in next year 2021 I do plan on carrying this podcast forward. I already have some guests lined up to record with, and I'm feeling pretty excited about continuing this project. So I want to thank you if you have been a listener in season one, even if you're just listening for the first time today. Thank you for being here. Our time is one of those resources that is, how can I say this, Ryan? Not reusing. (laughs) What do you say about time? Let's see it's irreplaceable. Yeah. So if you've used time today to listen to this, to my voice and take in this episode, I don't take your time lightly. I appreciate you being here. And in closing, I want you to go back and think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I want you to think about the comparing comparative suffering piece. And I want you to maybe make a good list. Actually, I think that's the number one thing you should do is make a good list of things that happened, um, things to be grateful for moving into your new year and take the space you need to grow. So with that, thank you 2020 for being this weird, wacky, and sometimes very horrible ways. And thank you guys for listening. I would normally end with keep choosing brave, but as this is the last episode, I would say find out what your next brave is.